0: Okay, it's uh, eight o'clock in Yerushalayim. And we do, we're
1: doing a little bit of the parashah Baalotcha. And that little bit is the topic. The topic of that little bit, as you see on the screen, is Pesach Sheini. It's an interesting, interesting halacha. It's the only halacha of its kind in the Torah, where people who are legitimately excluded from doing a certain mitzvah, complained, and then they got a second chance. In uh, in Israel, they called Moed Bet. You get Moed Bet to give the korban Pesach, but let's look, we have to learn the parasha carefully with Rashi. That's the kind of basic understanding as I see it. right the right, introduction. The Midbar Sinai, that's where they were, in the desert of Sinai. Vashana Sheinit, the second year of L'tzaytam Erez Mitzrayim. Chodesh HaRishon is the month of Nisan. The month of Nisan, the holiday of Pesach. So this introductory Pasuk, okay, uh, that's good. But Rashi, leads us to a different kind of thinking, way of thinking about this masuk. And he reminds us first, Parashasha <speaking in> HaBerosh <Hebrew> HaSefer, Rosha HaSefer is the Book of Bamidbar, the very beginning of the Book of Bamidbar, very beginning of the Book of Bamidbar, LoNemRa Ad Iyar, Chodesh HaSheni, that's what it says, in the first pasuk, you can check it right but chodesh asheni first that it was the beginning of the book of Bamidbar was said on the second month of the second year which is Iyar and Tet, the that we're doing now was on the first month of the second year which seems like an offense to chronological order. la etah. So Rashi says, quoting the Gemara in Pesachim Davav, Rashi says, she ein she'ein seder muktam We learn from this, this famous rule, ein muktam mu'chah which means that there is no necessary Chronological order, usually. There is chronological order. Abraham is before Yitzchak was before Yaakov That's regular. But sometimes there's a lack of chronological order. And according to this rule, I mean the rule itself demands interpretation and explanation, right? According to this rule, Lunora. So it's not so it's not chronological order. Now Rashi Rashi doesn't even take the trouble to try to explain to us why sometimes there's a lack of chronological order. Rashi takes it as a kind of a, a feature of the Torah. Sometimes there's no chronology. You know very well that the Ramban, not the Ramban on the sheet, but the Ramban in general, disagrees And he says, our obligation is always to prove that the Torah is in order, is orderly, is a reflection of order. What about this case here? So the rabbi said, okay, if the Torah itself says it's out of order, so we we can't disagree with that. But where the Torah does not say anything, it's just the way we understand it that creates the lack of order, then we have to rectify that. And we have to try to show that in spite of our initial thinking, it's really it's really something uh, uh, with order, right? So he says, Here Rashi does explain. So why didn't the book of Bamidbar start with the ninth chapter? the chapter of Pesach Sheini. I mean, what would be so difficult? What was so important about what was going on in the beginning of HaMidvar? Mipnei shal Yisrael. The problem was that this story, the story of Pesach Sheini, contains an, uh, something that is unpleasant about Am Yisrael. And what is that? All the 40 years that they were in the desert. You remember? They were punished. This pasuk reminds us that they kept Pesach only once out of the 40 years. Once out of the 40 years? Why Why is that an embarrassment to B'nai Yisrael? I mean, of course they couldn't keep they couldn't keep the Korban Pesach in the desert. It wasn't their fault. So the commentaries say, well, you understand, if they hadn't been for the Chetam Meraglim, for the sin of the spies who told them not to go to Eretz Yisrael, they would have gone directly to Eretz Yisrael and would have been able to give the Korban Pesach right, right away, immediately. So, so the fact that they didn't... Um, didn't keep Pesach, ultimately is their fault, so to speak, ultimately their fault. So the first thing that Rashi introduces us to in this story of, of Pesach Sheini, in the story of Pesach Sheni, Rashi introduces us to the idea of Ein mukdam Mucha Torah, and Rashi seems to say, okay, you know, there's Ein mukdam Mucha but it's not something that has to be understood particularly. But in this case, the case that's mentioned in the Gemara, there is an explanation, and that explanation is It, it represents a kind of sad uh, story about B'nei Yisrael. But Bet and Bnei Yisrael did what they were supposed to do. And they kept the Pesach. This was the one Pesach that they kept after Yitzhi Ad Mitzrayim. On the 14th day of Nisan, you remember. What they do they do? The Korban Pesach. That's when you give the sacrifice, which eventually you're going to eat from all the people who are with you on this call Chorban Pesach. Do it as
0: we have instructed you, as we have instructed you to do it. So Rashi explains the words mo'ado,
1: you know, in the proper time, right? after Shabbat, even if it's Friday afternoon or Shabbos afternoon, this korban can be given. Af right, b'mo'ado, af It seems to say that you could keep
0: this this regulation even if you are tamay, even if you are tame. Okay, so we did Pasuk Gimel, right,
1: Chukotav called Mishpatav that Sotav pasuk talid by David Moshe bnei Yisrael as Sotav pasach. That's what that's what Moshe Rabenu, what Moshe Rabenu told to bnei
0: Israel as he was instructed by Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Instructed by Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Gecholchukotav. What does the word Chukotav mean? Rashi
1: says, "Elu mitzvot shebikufol setamin zachar ben shashana." You have to do certain mitzvot. You do a physical. You do them. These are mitzvot that we do with our bodies, but they originate elsewhere. To go shivat yamin lematzah or that we have to keep seven days, where we are, uh, we don't we don't have anything to do with matzah or well well we eat the matzah and we get rid of the chametz. Mitzvah to uh, Comment here. Seta another another version of this Rashi. Okay, let's. Let's just do pasuk Dovid. Vayidaber Moshe. Ma Talmud lomar vahalo neemar. Vayidaber Moshe Moadei Hashem. Ela. It says there. It says in the Pasuk vayikra neemor that Moshe Rabbeinu spoke all of the words of of the parshah of the Moadeim. Vayboadav Ela kishtamaparshat Moadim v'sidai. Amrlehem. He said, he said it again. Okay, so there's a side point here that has nothing to do with, with our our issue,
0: right? And all of a sudden, the Torah tells us a story. Right? Tells us a story. By He
1: Anashim. There were people, persons, men, who were Tamei. You have to understand that it's very easy to become Tame. You have to just come into contact with a dead body. And since people were dying all the time and had to be dealt with, it was reasonable to say that everybody was Tamei. Anybody could have been. So there was a group of people who were in that category. They're who They couldn't do the Korban Pesach. Because somebody who is Tamei is not allowed to involve himself in that level of Korban Pesach of giving the Korban, of doing the Korban, of bringing the Korban. And they came close and spoke to Moshe and Aaron. Those people, the Tmeim, they said a love. They said to Moshe and Aaron, We are Tmeim, but we didn't do anything wrong. Right? We didn't do anything wrong. We just happened to be Tameyim. And we know, I mean, today, for example, everybody is considered to be Tamei. Because there's no chance that you haven't come into contact, either with the dead body or with somebody else who came into contact with the dead body. <clears throat> and, and so the simplest solution is for everybody to be Tamei. Lama Nigara, this is like uh, like uh, Shakespeare, Lama
0: Nigara. Why should we be, uh, why should we be excluded
1: from this mitzvah, not to be allowed to give the korban bimoado? And it in its proper time, betode Israel, but everybody knows that for somebody to to become tahar takes time, and the time was not always available. It was already time to bring the carbon Pesach.
0: But rashi says. Raji says, Obi Derek one second. second, second. But Yomalehem Oshem Deb Ishma. You
1: stand up and I will listen. I will listen. Imdu Vashma. You wait, I will listen. So so, uh, Moshe Rabbeinu didn't know the answer. He didn't know what he could do for these people. He knew and they knew that they couldn't really participate in the Kovim Pesach. They all knew that. But what could Moshe, they came to Moshe Rabbeinu, they wanted something. They said, look, Moshe, uh, help us out. Do something. Do something for us. So Moshe Rabbeinu didn't know what he could do. Imdu, he says, stand, stand in your place. Meaning, don't leave the question. Don't let go of it, an, I will hear
0: what God will command for you. So here we have Rashi. Rashi says, they either to me, him or the
1: Derek Rikhoka. sounds like they're far away. Now, Rashi says,
0: points out, Nakudo love, there's a dot on it. Now let's just look and see if there's a dot. See the Babina
1: Sul Ishishki Lanavish Obidar Krichoka. This is where we're up to. Now you see. Oh
0: see the dots got mixed up. A Zuch Tet says, "Vaydabeir Hashem v'Moshu Mor Dabeir Yisrael
1: So God responded to Moshe Rabbeinu and said to him, "Dabeir b'De Yisrael leMor, Dabeir Ish, Ish, any single person, Ki Yetamela Nefesh, Obed Derech What's Derech what could that possibly mean? Uh, he's far away. In any event, Rashi says there's a dot on top of the word ruchokah, And in this edition, it was downloaded for, uh, for the purpose of this Shia, this edition of the Chumash, which is usually very good, in this case, messes up. Because if you look in your Chumash, all of you, you have a chumash, take a look at this pasuk. You'll see that on top of the hay at the end, at the end of the the word rechokah, there's a dot. There is rechokah, and then there on top of the hay, there's a dot on the distance.
0: Um, Good. Yeah, there is, yes. But what I'm looking at, there is no dot. Because
1: whoever whoever did this thought that the dot was not so important. But let's see what Rashi says.
0: Let's see what Rashi says. love. lomar loshur chokavadai. It doesn't mean that he was really far away. Ella shaita chutz skupa skupa. is when you go into a room
1: you walk on the there's a kind of a, you know where the door shuts at the bottom that you know what that's called that has an our threshold thank you it's it's uh that's the Eskupa. so they were outside that was called far away because you couldn't go closer you couldn't get closer to that sheita pesher sheinei matzah vechametz imo babayit veein sham yom to the second thing rashi says that when you bring the pesher sheinei which is a korban a sacrifice pesher sheinei matzah vechametz imo babayit veein sham yom to you know you have to eat matzah and stay away from chametz, babayit, but ain't tov. But it's not really a yomto, like regular Pesach is a yomto. tov. Vein isur chametz ela imo, bachilato The only time it's really forbidden to eat chametz on Pesach sheni is when you eat the korban Pesach. You can't. So God said to Moshe Rabbi to tell them that we're going to have a makeup for Korban Pesach and a sort of a makeup for the laws of, that are associated with the Korban Pesach. One of the laws that are associated with the Korban Pesach are matzot of mororim tochlu, you have to eat the cotton pestle with matzos And with moror, stay away from is That we do. But but the one-day Pesach is not going to be like the seven-day Pesach. The seven-day Pesach is a chag. It's, a, it's a, a, a special time. So that special time doesn't exist the second time you do Pesach, when you have the make up Pesach and according to according to the Torah the people who came to say we want to give a common Pesach why should we be excluded in some way they were right they deserve to do the common Pesach so a month later and a month is enough time for everybody who wants Tome to make sure that they won't be Tome a month later and a month later they became uh they they gave the korban pesach over again on the fourteenth day of Iyar. and on the fourteenth day of Iyar, they also ate a matzah, and stayed away from chametz, not with the kind of stringencies that we do on the first pesach, but with a little little bit of
0: stringency, and uh, and so so this parasha.
1: This parasha contains two different, two different ideas. One is which means that there's not, you can't say that chronology is absolutely necessary. We know sometimes there is no chronology and the chronology is not, is not obviously correct. And the second thing in this parasha is that the, the, the Torah was not only um, invented, so to speak, by these people
0: who wanted very much to be included in the mitzvah, to be included in the mitzvah of, uh, to be included in the mitzvah, But there was an entirely new mitzvah, different than the original mitzvah, which would
1: allow them to keep the part of the days for uh, for the carbon Pesach, which in turn allows us perhaps to think in terms of why, in fact, why in fact is Pesach a seven day holiday? After all, the carbon Pesach is what happens on the first day. Actually, it happens the afternoon preceding the first day. You start roasting the Korban Pesach the day before Pesach, and you eat it at the end of the Seder, you eat the the meat of the Korban Pesach at the end of the Seder, and that's what's imitated in Pesach, Sheini. Right? That's what's imitated because that's what the people wanted. They came to Akadosh Baruch and they said, We want to give, we want to be part of the of the sacrifice. We want to be part of the sacrifice. And why should we be excluded? Lama Nigara. Why should we exclude it from uh, from uh, whatever it is whatever is going on? Right? So Akkodish said, You're not gonna be excluded. There's gonna be a makeup uh, so today, today we sadly miss out on the carbon pesach in the sun. And we also miss out, of course, on the makeup of the carbon pesach, which is on the 14th day of year, 14th day of Iyar. Hasidim, uh, the, the world of Hasidim, you know, that sort of like sees, uh, tries to seize opportunities to enhance. Uh, the uh, the service of God, I would say, uh, they they saw a Pesach Shani, an opportunity. I mean, if these people at uh sort of did something special on the 14th day of Iyar, so the Hasidim also do something special on the 14th day of Iyar, mostly Hasidim, and today, you know, Hasidim influenced the Litaim.
0: That's not such a, that's not a new, a new, uh, a new thing, but the Litaim. The, the Litaim also do a little bit, and so
1: the Hasidim, Hasidim invented this idea that they should eat matzahs on Pesach Sheini, matzot, usually They'll eat the matzo they have left over from Pesach, you know, you can see them like the drowned matzos, so you can eat the matzos that are left over that are left over
0: from Pesach, and uh, uh, they they kind of make a little bit of a
1: holiday out of
0: Pesach Sheni. it's we're all
1: tzeiim, we're all tzeiimate and so it would be uh, difficult for us to participate uh, or, or obviously participate in the carbon Pesach, so we would all be looking forward to the second time around. Uh, uh, I mean there, there are certain problems today with becoming purified which we would not be able to to follow. I wondered about Ain Mukhkta Muhabba Torah, and I've mentioned before that in my opinion, if you'd ask why why did God describe the creation of the world in as much detail as was described in the first two chapters of the book of Bereshit, you have to have to agree that. This idea that something was created on day one and something else on day two, etc., seems to indicate, seems to indicate that uh, there's, that in the creation, there's a, there's order, which is why I think we human beings who, who received uh, like genetic modifications according to the creation, we, we tend to like order. We tend to find it a useful tool, in uh, in the creation of knowledge. Right, what happened earlier, what happened later, uh, chronology is useful. It's it helps me to think about things, help me to think about things. So that the question of why there would be an option of ain Muqtama Torah is again a kind of a difficult thing to understand. It's difficult to understand why I ain't looked down Torah. So we have to say that that you know sometimes you have to you have to understand that in, in the creation of things it's true that that the tool called the order is very helpful. It's something which enables me to understand things. If I put things down and I, everything is a block, and I have a series of blocks. I put them into order. Suddenly, I see things that I might not have seen, I might not have seen before. But sometimes, sometimes the order itself is confusing, and you have to be able to assume a more creative position. You have to be able to assume that sometimes order is not going to answer the question. Order is not going to question, answer the question, and in fact, right? Ain Mukdam Rashi says here Ain Seder Mukdamu Mukhar That sometimes knowing what came first and what came second is not of ultimate importance, but in fact, in fact, in order to tell the story of the Egel Azahav. Of the golden calf, which is probably the most devastating story for Am Yisrael in the history of Am Yisrael, and the Torah had to create the Mishkan before it told the story. Right? Truman Tzavah does parshiot are the parshiot of of the Mishkan and. Kiti Sa, the parsha that follows Truma Tetzaveh, that is the parsha of the Egel Azahav, and and uh, uh, VaYakov Pikude, the last two parshiot in the book of Shemot, are the parshiot of are the parshiot again of building the Mishkan. So you have Mishkan, Egel Azahav, and Mishkan again. So anytime you have something told twice, it's certainly not in order. But sometimes in order to tell the story, in order to be able to kind of prepare us for what is about to happen, we have to learn that there is going to be atonement. We have to learn that somehow there will be an accommodation by a Kodesh Baruch for. B'nei Yisrael, what we least expect from heaven is exactly what is going to happen. So we learn the story of the Egel HaZahav bracketed by the story of building the Mishkan. As As though to say, no matter what we did, the fact that we are charged with building the Mishkan or building the temple, uh, ultimately that David HaMelech is going to build that temple, But that fact itself, that fact itself is the only way to understand, the only way to understand the, the order of things, right? That first you have, you have this terrible response of an Israel and somehow Moshe Rabbeinu is going to clear it up for us and then we're going to get involved, directly involved with, uh, with uh, okay. Uh there are a few other things I wanted to say, but unfortunately I'm a little under the weather. So I beg forgiveness and we'll get together again next week in your All the best. Be well.
0: Thank you. Sure. Thank you, Rappa.